Hey, and welcome to this podcast by Chestnut Mountain Church, located in Flowery Branch, Georgia, where our mission is to saturate the world by making disciples. We invite you to check out our website at chestnutmountain.org and follow us on social on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at chestnutmtn underscore to learn more about who we are. There are also video episodes located on our YouTube channel, along with other content not on this podcast. This episode features a sermon replay from Sunday's message. Let's take a listen. Hey, I want to go ahead and and jump in uh, to James chapter 1. I'm going to let you know just a little bit about me. as a kid and as a child, um, the one thing that I was absolutely addicted to was country music. God, I heard some amens. <laughs> there we go. Um, all joking aside, I literally knew every single word of every song that came on the radio. Uh, and not to mention if I had the tape. Y'all know what I'm talking about, the tape, you know. And heaven forbid, when it messed up, you got the pencil out and you had to wind it all back. Y'all know exactly what I'm talking about. But I had them all memorized. I knew every single word. And if I had the tape, I could go ahead and begin to sing the next song that was on the tape before it even got to that song, right? And so I knew them all. And the older I got, I realized that some of the things that I was singing about as a young kid was not very good. Some of the things that I was learning, some of the things that I was beginning to repeat, I was like, oh, God, this is pretty rough. And so what I've learned is what I realized that I was hearing the songs, but I was not necessarily listening to the songs. My brother is real bad about, he will always ask me, even to this day, I'm 46, is that right? No, not eight. Mike, I swear, I'm going to come off the top rope with a, anyway. I think I'm 46. Um, He's a little younger than me, and he will still send me text messages that will ask, have you listened to this song? And oftentimes I'll respond, yep, I know every single word, and he will say, that's not what I'm talking about. Have you listened to the song? Because I've realized that there's a difference in hearing something and listening to something. There's a big difference. There's a big difference in listening and hearing. So even while my brother would get angry with me, I would have to go back and listen to the song. And it's amazing. And once I listened to it, I would hear it a little bit differently once I began to realize that there is a difference. What we're going to look at in James chapter 1 today is, I know this is kind of a bad analogy to sort of set this up, but what we're going to hear is James is going to talk about ultimately the difference in hearing and listening. So if you got your Bibles, I want you to go ahead and turn to James chapter 1. The, the funny thing about this is we had set aside to walk through the book of James, and I think on the calendar I'd put like eight weeks for the book of James. I think we're on like week five or six, and we're not even through chapter 1 yet. Um, and I don't even know that we're going to finish it today. Yeah, so we'll just do whatever the Lord leads us to do. We'll get close today, but we won't finish chapter one today. But just to sort of catch you up, maybe this is your first time here. Um, maybe you're kind of wondering how we do things. Um, we are literally walking through 
James, the book of James, over the next however long, I'm not even gonna try to put a time table on it, um, but as we've been looking in James chapter one, one of our strategies here at Chestnut Mountain Church is our, our heart's desire is that every person that enters into this campus, every person that calls this place home becomes a mature disciple of Christ. That's, that's our target. That's what we want for you is for you to become a mature disciple of Christ. And as we've looked in James chapter one, what we've seen over the last three to four weeks, if we have seen the product of what a mature disciple of Christ begins to look like as the word of God begins to transform them. And so the last several weeks, the three things that we've talked about is as a mature disciple of Christ is what it looks like to have joy in trial. That was week one. Then we've talked about what it looks like to have triumph over our temptation. And last week you heard Pastor Brandon talk about be slow to anger. Boy, that was a fun one, wasn't it? To be slow to anger, to be quick to listen and slow to speak. Well, today we're gonna hear another product of what it looks like to be a mature disciple of Christ. And it's gonna be the difference between being a hearer of the word and being a doer of the word. And so that's essentially what we sort of tried to set up just a moment ago in reference to country music. But if you remember last week, as Pastor Brandon closed it out, I loved how he closed it out because he put the ball on the tee for this week when he talked about in verse 21, at the very end of it, it says, humbly receive the implanted word which is able to save your souls. And so he's talking about the importance of the word of God. And I hope you'll know if you've been here for any amount of time that we put, matter of fact, all the weight on the word of God. One of our values is biblical teaching. And I will go ahead and tell you, you're never gonna walk in any area of ministry on this campus where you're not hearing the word of God preached and taught. And if you are, please let me know. Because wherever you are at on this campus, this is the weight of everything we do, is the word of God. It's not my opinion, it's not any of our staff's opinion, it's not any of our volunteers' opinion, but it is all based on the authority and the weight of the word of God. The value of the word of God is immeasurable, and we will never go beyond the value and the weight of what the word of God says. And the reason is, it's biblical, it's scriptural, I've got some verses that I wanna tell you why we're gonna focus on the biblical teaching of the word of God. I don't want you, to, we're not gonna put all these on the screen, I'm not gonna read them all word for word, but if you wanna reference these, these are just some examples from scripture, the weight and the impact of the word. Romans chapter 10, verse 17. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the what? By the word of God. Psalms 119. The word references that as a lamp into my feet and a light into my path. Hebrews chapter four, verse 12, references the word as sharper than any two-edged sword. Jeremiah 23, 29, refers to the word of God, I love this, as fire and a hammer, meaning that it purifies and it convicts. Ephesians chapter five, verse 26, talks about that we are washed by the water of the word. And then 1 Peter chapter two talks about that the word is like milk that nourishes our soul. 
So we could go on and on and on and on, but I want you to understand that this is why we put so much weight on the value of the word of God is because it is life. It is what instructs, it is what disciplines all of us. And matter of fact, it's what saves us is the reading of the word of God empowered by the Holy Spirit. And so you're gonna hear the word of God taught in every area of ministry. Not only do we believe that the word of God has the power to save, but we believe that the word of God is the foundational piece that God has given us to live out this life that he saved us to live. That's the importance and the weight of the word of God. So we acknowledge the power of the word of God, but the big question is this today. While we acknowledge the power of it, are we willing to submit to it? Are we willing to abide by it? And what you're about to hear is what James is gonna talk about. Is this one thing to hear the word of God, but are you listening to it? It's one thing to hear it, but are you listening to it? Look at James chapter one, verse 22. This is where we're gonna start today. And we could honestly stay here for the next several weeks. Verse 22, but be doers of the word and not hearers only, deceiving yourself. You're gonna see very quickly that there's a big difference between being a hearer and a doer. And what we're gonna unpack today is, is, is some of the benefits of being a doer and some of the dangers of just being a hearer. You see, this word doer in the original language, this is where we get our word, I find it kind of interesting, this is where we get our word poet. This word doer is where we get our word poet in the original language. It means to be a maker or a producer. And when you talk about someone being a doer, when you talk about someone being a maker or a producer, it's not just what someone does, but it's exactly who they are. That's what a doer is. And so James is encouraging the church. He's encouraging the believers. He's saying, look, if you believe in the word of God, very simply stated, then you should do it. It's not rocket science. If you believe it to be true, then you should simply do it. Now, what we have to do is we have to be careful on how we handle this concept, even the book of James in general, because a lot of times this is so much about doing the word of God, doing what God has called us to do. A lot of times it's taken out of context because we think that it is our responsibility to live a certain way so that we can earn the approval of God. Let's go ahead and, and put that on the sideline because the reality is, is we're approved by God by our faith in Jesus Christ. We're not approved by God by how good we are or what we fix and what we do and what we don't do. That's not what approves us in the presence of God. What approves us in the presence of God is the fact that we've placed our faith and all the work has been accomplished on the cross of Calvary for us. And when we understand this, this is what begins to produce our doings. This is a response to the love and the sacrifice that we know has been given on our behalf. And so we're approved by God by our faith in Jesus Christ. 
And so as a believer in that message and a believer in the gospel message, you're born again. And as Pastor Brandon talked about last week, you're, you're given this new nature. You're given a new nature. And not only are you given a new nature, but you submit to him as the Lord of your life. We love to talk about him being savior, but oftentimes we skip over the idea of him being Lord. That means that we give him full jurisdiction over our lives, that we submit to his authority and we submit to the teachings of his word. And at the end of the day, if you're a believer, you're born again, you have a new nature, you've submitted to the Lord Jesus Christ, you will look different. It's that simple. You will look different if we're submitting our lives to the authority of the word of God. And you see, as a child of God, obedience to the word is the most basic spiritual requirement as a child of God, is we submit to the authority of the word of God. And so at your salvation, at the moment you're born again, at the moment you repent of your sins and you believe in the work that Jesus Christ has accomplished, at salvation, the spirit that now comes and floods your soul, that floods your life, begins to transform the desires, and it now gives you a desire for the word of God, but not only does it give you a desire for the word of God, but it gives you a desire to grow in the word of God. It's something that supernaturally takes place within us that we can't explain. And when the word of God begins to, to rule our life, begins to control our life, the word will come to life and live through us. And we will live out the word. And when we live out the word, the world knows there's something different. How many of you have ever seen someone that have walked through the church doors and in your mind you're going, what in the world are they doing here? Look, you can be honest. We're all real. I've done it. I consider some Sunday and go, whoa, did Chelsea, did you see who is here? And I know y'all are really thinking I'm being judgmental right now. But the beauty of it is, is I see that there's a difference. Not because they've gotten better, but because the supernatural power of the Holy Spirit has given them a new desire and has transformed their life supernaturally. And if he can do it for them, he's done it for you already. And that's what we need to make sure that we're understanding is that sometimes we forget to talk about the supernatural power that can't be explained. That the world sees something different by the work of God in and through you as an individual. And the word will come to life and you will begin to live out the word and people will see it. Flip to 1 John chapter 2. Go to the right, just a few pages. 1 John chapter two. And I'm gonna read verses three, five, and six, and then we'll come back to verse four in just a minute. But 1 John chapter two, verse three. And this is a result of submission to the word of God. Listen to what he says in verse three. This is how we know that we know him. If we keep his commands. Verse five, 
but whoever keeps his word. Truly in him, the love of God is made complete. This is how we know we are in him. Verse six, the one who says he remains in him should walk just as he walked. This is the definition of being a doer. This is the evidence of the transformation that takes place as a result of being in a relationship with Jesus Christ. No, it doesn't mean we're perfect, but it means supernaturally now we have the desire to strive to be. We now have this desire to strive to be, to pure, to be holy, to be righteous because of the supernatural power that the Holy Spirit is working in our lives. And so while all that is pretty truthful and pretty humbling, I want us to now look at verse four. But the one who says, I have come to know him and yet doesn't keep his commandments is a liar and the truth is not in him. This basically defines what it means to be a hearer only. You see, a hearer is someone who does nothing more than hears the word of God. Now, y'all know I'm a very simple-minded person, and oftentimes I will share very simple examples. Here's a very simple example. As Pastor Brandon shared last week, this time last week, I was about 25 feet up in a tree enjoying God's creation. That's what I was doing, I promise. I had already killed something, by the way. So <laughs> praise the lamb. Anyway, but if I'm, a, if I'm a hunter and I'm in the woods, I'm in nature, I can hear everything. And all of a sudden, I hear a woman's cry for help. A lady that's screaming bloody murder, that she needs help. And in that moment, I've got a choice to make. Am I gonna respond to what I've heard or am I just gonna turn a deaf ear to it? And at the end of the day, if I just sit there and pretend it's not there, or maybe even plug my ears, then I'm simply being a hearer. And that is a choice that I have to make, that this, this cry for help is calling for a response from me. But in my own flesh, I'm being very selfish and I'm choosing not to respond to what I'm hearing. And so what we have to understand is this is the exact same way. This is the exact same choice that we have to make. You sit here every single week and you hear the word of God. You hear it preached. You hear it taught by whomever's on the stage, whoever's leading worship. You hear it. But at the end of the day, are you just simply gonna hear it and not respond to it? Are you gonna say, okay, God, I'm surrendering to what's being taught. I'm surrendering to what's being teached and preached every single week. Are you simply just letting it go one ear and out the other? Because at the end of the day, if I'm in the woods and I hear some lady screaming, I've been exposed to this sound, but I'm choosing to not let it affect me. 
And the hard truth is this right here. There's many of you that sit here every single week. You hear the gospel. You hear his word being taught, but you simply choose not to apply it. You hear it taught, you hear it preached, but you simply choose not to apply it. And the sad reality is this morning, all across our country are churches who are filled with those who are willing to be exposed to the teaching of the word, but unwilling to let the knowledge of what they hear alter the way they live. There's churches filled everywhere who are willing to sit and hear it but they're unwilling to let the knowledge of what they hear alter the way they live. And to take it even a step further, there's a lot of people who are willing to listen to it as long as they don't have to change anything. I'll listen to it until it contradicts how I feel. I'll listen to it as long as it doesn't require me to change my lifestyle. When the hard truth is, is that you're simply doing nothing more than hearing it. And what is so heartbreaking, what is so um, burdensome for me is that I know without a doubt, as a result of maybe even you being at church this morning, Maybe even a result of you hearing the word of God. Because you're here, because you hear the word, you would profess to be a believer in Jesus Christ. Because you're at church, because you're listening to the teaching and the preaching, you would profess to have a relationship with him. But what I'm about to tell you next is very tough to hear. And this is gonna make some of you angry. This is probably going to offend some of you. But can I tell you from the bottom of my heart, I love you enough to offend you. I love you enough to tell you the honest to God truth. If your profession doesn't yield transformation, then it's nothing more than a profession with your lips. If your profession doesn't yield a transformation, then it is nothing more than a profession with your lips. Transformation by the gospel of Jesus Christ not only causes us to profess it with our mouth, but you will profess it with your life. You will profess it with your life. And no, again, hear me, it doesn't mean you're perfect. It doesn't mean that you've accomplished this thing. But it does mean that you're striving for holiness. Matthew chapter five, it says that blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. That's the same language that James uses in verse 25 of James chapter one. He uses it at the very end of verse 25. This person will be blessed in what he does. He's talking about the ones who apply the word of God to their life. You will be blessed if you do what the word of God says. But if your profession, if what you say with your mouth hasn't yielded transformation, then James pleads, Stop lying to yourself. 
That's the first verse we read today. But be doers of the word and not hearers only. Because if you're a hearer only, you're deceiving yourself. You're deceiving yourself. And so a couple of questions that we all have to answer is have you let the truth of God's word penetrate the deepest place of your soul and expose your need for a savior? And when it exposes the need for the savior, have you repented of your sins and have you surrendered to the lordship of Jesus Christ? Have you let the word of God penetrate your soul to expose the need for a savior? And when the, the need for a savior was exposed, did you repent and believe in the Lord Jesus Christ? And did you surrender? Did you give up your right to be the Lord of your own life and say, God, today I'm submitting you. I want you to be the Lord of my life. I'm submitting to your lordship. But I want you to know I didn't ask. Have you filled out a card? I didn't ask. Have you raised your hand? I didn't ask. Have you repeated some words? But what I will ask is, has your relationship with Jesus Christ taken you from being a hearer to now being a doer? It's that simple. It's that simple. And what breaks my heart is I remember so often when I was in the public school, I would have these youth pastors come in and share with all of our students at FCA, and they would simply say, if you want to live forever, if you want to go to heaven, I want you to raise your hand and I want you to repeat this prayer. And again, nothing's wrong with repeating a prayer. Nothing's wrong with walking a child through that. But I believe that there's going to be so many people that have prayed a prayer, that have raised their hands, that are going to bust hell wide open because they've never been told and taught the promises that come with submitting to Jesus Christ as Lord. It's not just a raising of your hand to get fire insurance. It's a transformation of your life to submit to the authority of the word of God. And what breaks my heart is I believe that there are so many people who have been taught, if you'll repeat this, if you'll raise this hand, if you'll fill out this card, if you'll go through those waters, then you're guaranteed heaven. Can I tell you that that is a lie from the pits of hell? Has the gospel transformed your life? If the profession of your mouth hasn't yielded transformation, then you're lying to yourself. And James pleads, stop lying to yourself. And I love you enough today to tell you, stop lying to yourself. Coming to church today has nothing to do with going to heaven tomorrow. Is Jesus Christ the Lord and the ruler of your life? And if he's not, stop lying to yourself. And here's what I want you to hear. If this is you, 
There's nothing to be ashamed of. There's nothing to be ashamed of. And this is not even in my notes, but I even, I think about my wife. She prayed the same prayer for years and years and years. Every time it given the opportunity, she prayed a prayer. She repeated some words. But I remember when we were sitting at Free Chapel and she stood to her feet to choose to repent of her sins and to place her faith in Jesus Christ, the gospel transformed who she was. It was not about praying a prayer anymore. It was about a relationship and a surrender to the Savior. And I wonder how many people are in here that that's your story. If you said a prayer for many years, you've raised your hand many of times, but you've never submitted to the authority of Jesus Christ being the Lord of your life. There's nothing to be ashamed of. Let God finish what he started. Let the Holy Spirit of God finish what he started. And so what I want to do is very simple. I'm going to read you two verses of scripture and I don't want you to hear them. I want you to listen to them. And what I want you to know is that I have prayed for you today that God would allow you to hear this passage of scripture differently today than you ever have. Because at the end of the day, I could guarantee you 90% of the people in this room could go ahead and quote the passage of scripture that I'm about to read to you. We've all heard it. But have you listened to it? And I want you to hear this simple gospel message. And I pray that it touches your heart in a way that it never has before. For God so loved the world in this way that he gave his one and only son so that everyone, anyone who believes in him will not perish, but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world through him. I know without a doubt today that there's some whoever's in this room. You could stand and you could quote that verse. You've heard that verse your entire life, but have you listened to it? And so today, if you've been in a place where you've just been simply hearing and you want to move to being that doer, you've got to first accept this gift of salvation that God provided by the way of his son, Jesus, paying the price for your sin. And so today, I don't want you to be a hearer that's what James talks about in verse 23 and 24. Because if anyone is a hearer of the word and not a doer, 
He is like someone looking at his own face in a mirror. For he looks at himself and he goes away and he immediately forgets what kind of person he was. That's simply stating, don't let it go in one ear and out the other. Don't just hear it today. You see, there's a difference in someone that has a relationship with Jesus and someone who just talks about it. Verse 25, but the one who looks intently into the perfect law of freedom and perseveres in it is not a forgetful hearer, but a doer who works. I love this phrase where James talks about the one who looks intently into the word. The example that I read about is like a child walking up to a, 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 a puddle of water and you've seen that child that is in awe of what they see as they crouch down beside the puddle of water and they see a reflection of themselves. They're mesmerized. They're gazing at the reflection they see. But when is the last time as a child of God, you've gazed into the word of God with the desire to let it transform who you are? that you look intently into the word of God and you say, God, what I'm reading is tough, but I know by the power of the Holy Spirit that this is what you are calling me to. This is what you've saved me to do. And so God, today, I'm gonna submit to the lordship of it. I'm gonna let it transform who I am. This is the difference in being a hearer and a doer. A hearer is the one who talks about it. A doer is one who does it. And you say, is it that simple? Yes, yeah, that simple. And that's exactly what Jesus talks about in Matthew chapter seven. And this is the passage that we're gonna close with today. And this is a, a lengthy few verses, but... I'm trusting the authority of God's word more than my words. And so that's what we're gonna do. I'm just gonna read to you what the word of God says. And my prayer is, is that you won't just hear this, but that you will listen to it. And I'm not reading this to scare you. I'm reading this to you because I love you and this is the truth of God's word and I want you to take heed, take the warning as to what we're about to read. Matthew chapter seven, verse 21. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but only the one who does the will of my Father in heaven. And on that day, many will say to me, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name, drive out demons in your name, do many miracles in your name? Then I will announce to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you lawbreakers. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and acts on them 
does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. The rain fell, the rivers rose, and the winds blew and they pounded that house. Yet it didn't collapse because its foundation was on the rock. Verse 26, but everyone who hears these words of mine and doesn't act on them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. The rain fell, the rivers rose, the winds blew and they pounded that house and it collapsed. It collapsed with a great crash. Can I beg you this morning to heed the warning? You know, for my own personal reading, I've been doing some light reading in the book of Revelation. But I can honestly say that over the last probably month and a half, after really diving and studying and as to what John is seeing in the book of Revelation, I don't know that my eyes have ever been more opened to how close we are to the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. And so because of that, I beg you this morning to do exactly what James says. Look intently into the law of freedom. Freedom is only found in submission to the word of God. Freedom is only found in surrender to the word of God. And this morning, I beg with you, don't put it off any longer. Because here's a very black and white truth today. We're about to leave in just a moment. You're leaving in one or two categories. You're gonna leave this place in one of two categories in just a moment. Some of you, you've listened to the word of God. You've received the gift of salvation. You can honestly say, I've been born again by the shed blood of Jesus Christ. And you're striving to be a doer of the word of God. And I wanna say today, I am so thankful for you. I'm so thankful that you are living out what God saved you to do. And so for all of us, the question that I ask, is that you? Are you living out the word of God? I'm not saying you're perfect. I'm not saying you don't make mistakes. But do you have a desire to, to learn the word of God, to apply the word of God? And if that's you today, when we talk about the end times, when we talk about the coming of Christ, there's an excitement there because we know we win. And you know, this week I got to spend some time with a doer. 
You see, one of the most favorite things I love to do is go to the hospital and see our people. I went and sat with Miss Janice Yerta this past Thursday. And as I sat with her and I began to hear her heart of how much she loves this place. And when I hear a faithful servant of God who says, I don't like being in the hospital, but I know God got me here for a reason and I'm taking advantage of it. She said, every nurse that walks in this room, every doctor that walks in this room, they're gonna hear about Jesus and they're gonna hear about my church. She was so funny, she said, and pastor, there's a lot of nurses here that go to our church. And she said, I even met a doctor who don't go to our church, but he watches every week online. And then to hear her heartbreak that she couldn't participate at the fall festival because she didn't feel good. Because she said she knew the Lord had placed it on her heart that with all of the people coming onto our campus, that there were gonna be people here that didn't know Jesus. And she said, and I wanted to do much more than give them candy. And so she said, I had my trunk ready. I had a big old door. And I was gonna share with them that Jesus stands at the door and knocks. Church, that's being a doer of the word. And so while I went to be an encouragement to her, I left that place under so much conviction because that's what it looks to live out being a doer. You've got the message of the gospel. You're living it. You've experienced it. How dare we keep it to ourselves? And so is this the category that you fall in? Are you leaving here today a born-again believer who needs to strive to do what God's commanded you to do? Or today, are you gonna be that forgetful here? That you've heard John 3, 16 your whole life, but maybe today you listen to it. And my prayer today is that you don't let it go in one ear and out the other. That you don't let your pride keep you from surrendering your life to Jesus Christ. But today I pray that you're under so much conviction right now in this moment that you're absolutely miserable. That you're sitting there wishing I would be quiet and we would pray and get you out of here. And that's why I'm gonna keep talking because I just want you wrestling with God because I know what happens when you wrestle with God, you don't win. And so this morning, I'm begging you, don't leave here today as one of those people who have heard this message your entire life but you've never responded to it. I don't care how long you've gone to church. I don't know how long you've had perfect attendance in Sunday school. I don't care how many boxes you used to check on the envelope when you would take up and pass the offering when you were a kid. 
Stop deceiving yourself. If your profession has not yielded transformation, then you've got to stop lying. You've got to place your faith in the finished work of Jesus Christ and let the gospel transform you. And once it transforms you, the world will know. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you made a decision or if you have any questions about salvation or anything about this Christian journey, one of our pastors would love to connect with you. So to connect and find out what your next steps are, go to our website at chestnutmountain.org slash next steps and there will be a form for you to fill out so one of our pastors can connect with you. We also want you to do three things right now. Number one, leave a review on this podcast. Tell us what you think. And also, a review allows us to reach even more people. Number two, subscribe to this podcast if you haven't already so you don't miss an episode during the week. And number three, we want you to go check out our Chestnut Mountain Church YouTube channel. So maybe there's some visuals in this episode that you couldn't see but wanted to see. And that's why we have video versions of these episodes along with other content not featured on this podcast right now on our YouTube channel. Lastly, we invite you to join us live for worship on Sunday mornings in person at 9 o'clock or 1045 a.m. Eastern Standard Time or online at 1045 as well. Learn more about us on our website at chestnutmountain.org and don't forget to follow us on social at chestnutmtn underscore for more encouragement and to see all what God is doing in and through CMC. We love you, we're praying for you, and we'll see you next time.